Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Kyle with you today. We're doing another episode of SpinCast, our podcast series. Like I've said before, probably 100 times by now, it is our way of giving back to the community and helping just spread awareness and knowledge in the esports scene. Today, we have Kander joining us. He is big into the Rainbow Six Siege community. He does a lot of graphic design work there, and I'll let him talk about everything, all the great work he does there. So go ahead, Kander. Introduce yourself. Tell us kind of how you got to be a, you know, a big community figure in the Siege world um, and everything leading up to that. So uh, so my name is Kander. Uh, well, my alias is Kander, rather. My real name is Tony Keckman. Um, I am from, uh, I'm from Florida, uh, but I just recently got done uh, spending four years in Massachusetts. And so um, I, uh, I used to work for CGG, which is probably the biggest uh, broker in, uh, in Siege competitive news and statistics. Um, and then what happened is after CGG, I wanted to take a little bit more of an individualized path and I wanted to uh, just do my own thing. So uh, I currently work as a freelance graphic designer in the Rainbow Six uh, scene. Uh, a, lot of <clears throat> a lot of people in the Rainbow Six scene know me for uh, work that I've done on other people's podcasts, most famously um, the recent Hammered podcast that came out with mm -hmm. uh, Chowderhead and Caliber Jacob. Uh, I did the graphics for the B-Leaguers podcast with Flint and Stokes, uh, with, which just always love those guys. Those, good, those guys are great. <laughs> I love yeah, I love yeah. them for I I love them for allowing me to take a chance there. But uh, I've mm -hmm. I've done work for a lot of different people in this in the scene. But uh, I think a lot of people will know me most for uh, the card collection that I'm that I've been currently expanding on. Um, almost hitting we're we're gonna we're we're gonna be hitting a year uh, this September in uh, the version threes. But um, it's been it's been a year so far since I started working on them. But a lot of people will know me best for that because yeah. my goal that is to just include all the community and be able to reach out to the community and show them that we're all kind of like you know we're all in this same space together so that's that's generally been the uh the motto there mm -hmm. yeah no there's a, a number of things i think we can expand on more and kind of what you're doing right now um you talked about community and how everyone especially in siege i know i used to play a little competitively um everyone's really interconnected everyone knows each other everyone's willing to help each other out so talk about like how that benefits esports you know in the short term and the long run how do you see that helping foster and grow the community to you know including more people because i think esports right now it is the community is great when you're inside of it but a lot of people just don't know that much about esports so how does that sense of community really help you know foster the newbies so to say into really you know developing the same passions and commitments that we have i think with the rainbow six scene um you uh you once you start getting into it and you like for me it was when i went to my first LAN event mm -hmm. you get to understand that i and i've said this to so many people that what happens at a rainbow six LAN? so for example i was recently at the six invitational 2020 great mm -hmm. it's these these lands are great the competition is amazing i love watching it but and in my opinion, the six invitational is not what happens inside that venue, but what happens outside of that venue, because all the, everything you take away with it is what the six invitational is about. Um, and you, and you know that from all the, from all the different experiences that you get to, um, you get to have with different people going out to dinners with like friends and it's, you know, it's, it's more than just the competition because there's an over because there's an overwhelming sense of community against amongst people um 
And I think the connections and the friends and experience that you, experiences that you have um, allows you to have a greater connection to what's there. Like mm-hmm. I've had, like I've had, I've had so much fun just hanging out with people and it's, and it's meant a lot more to me than honestly just watching the event, watching the event has, because like I said, it's still, it's still great. Like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against watching, you know, watching the, watching SSG versus NIP on the main mm-hmm. stage. That was, that was yeah. an amazing matchup, exactly. but, but everything that happened afterwards with, you know, having, whether it's, you know, having really nice dinners or just people just going out for drinks at a scratch or something, mm-hmm. it's, it's the amount of community you experience is unparalleled yeah. because it's a lot of siege. Like I think siege is a really close community. When you look at that, when you look at the emphasis that siege tends to put on, um, for example, one of one of one of my favorite what one of my most asked cards, especially when I drop team collections, is like if I forget to drop a coach, I'm gonna mm-hmm. like people are gonna people are gonna call me out on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is like which is which is which is honestly incredible that like even like support mm-hmm. set figures in the siege community are given so much love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean we're it's it's about inclusivity, um, a lot of the time. And so uh I think with the community itself, it's, you, you get, you get to understand that from a very like off the bat. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I was actually at the Siege Invitational as well. And I went to the Raleigh major last year. And like you said, it is that community. And I think that's what's so special about esports compared to some more traditional sports like baseball or football. You go to watch the game, but that community, like, it's kind of there, but not near as much as esports. Or like you say, it's not what happens inside the arena that's more important. It's what happens outside. You know, you talk to all the pros, all the sports staff, all the coaches, all the fans are so together that it creates this beautiful community where everyone interacts and everyone's on the same page and that they want to grow their community to the next level, right? Expand East, you know, Rainbow Six Siege is on the brink of becoming a tier one esport. Everyone has that common goal of like, okay, how do we get there? What can we do as a community to get there? Which is something that's so special, especially in esports. Mm-hmm. Um, so going off that, this card collection, it sounds very interesting. I've seen some of it. Um, talk a little bit more about it. So you know, for the people out there that may not be, you know, that aren't into the siege scene, are they more like playing cards? Are they more like like highlight cards? Like what what goes into the design process and what are they geared towards? So the card collection, um, I think it's best if I start from the beginning. I don't think I've ever explained how uh, the emphasis came about, but um, I uh, I used to be a really big wrestling fan. Um, mm-hmm. So like even even still nowadays, I kind of like tiptoe back back and forth back into it, but. Um, uh federations like wwe ring of honor new japan pro wrestling i i loved i loved all of it that that's it's still it's still very much in it's still very much in my blood and i remember uh playing it's playing some like really kind of like small like wwe trading card app uh during one summer in croatia and i just thought to myself like i just thought to myself like man i'm bored (laughs) Mm -hmm. i gotta I got like I want to like I want to like I want to like do the same thing but for Siege and the original cards that I did were um <clears throat> were operator cards. I did them based on the operators and slowly I kind of did them for pros and in the end I've you know I've started creating cards for I've started creating cards for pros for uh content creators, cosplayers, um talent, desk talent, various various members of the Rainbow Six community. 
community members even. Um, and the whole goal behind it is um, that I, you know, in the end, we're all still part of this community and I'm somebody who, um, you know, I want everybody to feel included, mm -hmm. you know, whether in, in whatever capacity it is, everybody's part of this community and this shows you the scope of people that are involved and people that know each other. Mm -hmm. Like it's like the amount, the amount of, the amount of people that I, that I know that I could just tell based off their face. Like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy meeting some people at, at a six invitational that I just knew because, you know, I put their card, you know, I did, I did a card for them mm -hmm. and it's just like, Hey, you know, I, I remember you. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I worked with your pictures a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but it's, I think the, the, the card project has always been out, has always been out to like keep people involved, in the, keep people involved in the community. So in one way, it's kind of like a collect, it's kind of like, kind of like player cards, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like, you know, I do cards that also are commemorative towards special events. I've done a lot of really, I've done a lot of really kind of like special event, special type cards for like the top 10 players of 2020, mm -hmm. which I, which I've done like half of them. I do need to mm -hmm. do the other half. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's the, and then there's like also kind of special cards for like people who did statistically really well during an event. I, you know, mm -hmm. I prepared, I prepared stuff for that. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like all over the place, but um, I think in the end, it's just to highlight the moments, the people in the community that just make it, that just bring us all together. So yeah. It's, so like a collection that, you know, at a glance shows what the community is about, right? The, like you said, the inclusivity, the, you know, market uh matchups like you said ssg versus nip earlier i remember that game was absolutely incredible and the, i remember the crowd which was something that i remember the most from siege invitational was the crowd sounded was louder than what i remember going to like pro football games or pro baseball or pro soccer games i'm like oh my god these guys like we're insane right now and it's awesome when you go back and watch the vod as well you can hear it in the casters mics being picked up um which is insane because those mics usually only ever do the voice um but you can hear it in the background um Another thing you touched on, kind of like the inclusivity of the community, the coaches and the support staff, team managers, you said like how important those are. And if you leave them out of a team collection, then like you're, everyone's like, oh my God, you left X, Y, or Z person out. So speak to that. Like, I, I personally believe like the support staff is an incredible thing. Um, but kind of share like your experience in working with those guys or working for those guys and how they affect the scene and the community in general. There's a lot of there's a lot of support staff in my opinion that have a lot of heart and mm -hmm. it's and it's very I think it's very easy to look past the support staff because especially when you have big name rosters, um, you have a lot of start you have a lot of star players. So um, I think there are like uh, for example uh, you look at um, you look at uh, Team Solomon right now right they have mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest players in Siege in, yeah yeah I'd say ever Polo is a little popular. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have, well, you have Bolo and then you also, and then also you have like, there's a ton of star power. Yeah, just on they, that team they are a star power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like Bolo, Geo, Bolo, Geo, Poge achieved, you know, all easily star power. Merck's definitely getting up there. Um, but it's, but, and I think it's very easy to look at a team like that and then get lost amongst all those players. But then you have people who work underneath this, who work kind of like under the covers. Um, mm -hmm. I know, I know their uh, assistant slash coach data. Um, mm -hmm. He's a very, he's a very close friend of mine. Um, out, very out. This is very outspoken that he's a very close friend of mine, but mm -hmm. it's very, it's very to the bone because um, 
I've had more heart to hearts with that man than mm-hmm. I think I could have ever had. And you see the, you see, when you see, when you're able to see and understand the passion that these people put into their craft, you understand the level of, the level of sacrifice a lot of them do take. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something you, I think a lot of, well, a lot of people will appreciate coaches for appreciating coaches. I mean, I think, I think that's a general siege mantra, but I mm-hmm. think when you, when you're able to see that for yourself, you take another step of appreciation for everything that they do. Cause exactly. it's, cause it's, you know, it's, I think this is another, this is another thing where like people like have tried to like ask ways to like, Oh, is there any ways to like rate a coach or something like that? Because mm-hmm. there's really not. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's never a way because there's, there's a lot of work that just goes unseen mm-hmm. and it goes unseen for, you know, because that's the magic behind the teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not even speaks for the players too and the support roles. And I think the community has trouble in some aspects of judging what player really is the MVP, who deserves to be in the top 10 list. Um, I knew personally like the top 10 list that CGG did. Um, They do some incredible work over there, but then they had some really notable support players that were left out of that list. And there was a large kind of hit back in the community. And they were like, you know, these were all fraggers, all Jaeger mates, basically. Um, it's kind of like the mantra goes in the seed scene. But it, it really is hard to extrapolate what anybody does at that support level, whether it's a support role in game, whether it's support role outside of the game, whether that being a coach, team manager, all the support staff that goes into the logistics, team planning, team house. I mean, I know that some of those guys have nutritionists and all that kind of stuff. So it really is awesome, like you said, to see firsthand what goes into it. And you can appreciate it because you are seeing it firsthand. Like you can hear about it, you can see it on Twitter or Reddit, but you know, like you said, when you experience it, it's that next level. Yeah, I think there's there's a level of it that you understand that's passion driven work. Um, and when you see those, and when you see those support staff members, it's absolutely just mind boggling how mm-hmm. how dedicated they're to their craft. So you know, leaving so like leaving them out you know, by, by, you know, is by no means an option that I ever want to do. And like, mm-hmm. it's, and, you know, it's, and, and to, and like, to a degree, it's, it's always interesting to find out, like, it's always interesting to like find out, especially who's working behind all these teams. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just nice. It's just nice to keep like, keep in tabs with all, with like, you know, with all of them. So like, I've, you know, I think, every like you know you look past you know you have all these coach players etc and then also i've kind of like i've kind of done a little bit of like trying to go into org staff and like try to show a little bit more appreciation towards Mm -hmm. org staffing because they are also tangentially another important part of the organization exactly Um, so i mean i've done i've done i've done some stuff for org staffing recently i'm trying to do a little bit more just so i can get a little bit more appreciated appreciation out there for others um but i think there's just a lot of there's just a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that mm-hmm. like you need to that you need to just be there to see it and it's and it's and it sets the it's it sets the complete tone apart and so mm-hmm. i think i think that's why they need a lot more um that's why they get a lot more appreciation in this exactly industry. 
Yeah, I think the siege scene is being a little smaller than some other of the tier one esports. You definitely get more appreciation, like you said, a little more um, exposure at that level. Um, and definitely the players are always the first to hop on and say, hey, we can't do this without our coach, without our sports staff, without our org people. And people, you know, you said they don't know, you know, it's not a lack of respect or a lack of any kind of negative behavior. It's just people just don't know um, what kind of work they do and the importance of all the logistical work and making sure the team is in tandem with what Ubisoft needs them to do and what their org needs them to do. And you need those, you know, middlemen, so to say, those people with those really good managerial and communication skills to foster that and make sure it's still going in the right direction and everyone's on the same page. So yeah. we've talked a lot about the passion and a lot about the community in Rainbow Six Siege specifically. Now, for a lot of our listeners, they're on the outside of that community and they're wondering, okay, what's the best place to go and look so I can experience this passion and this sense of community? So how would you answer that kind of question? If you know someone outside the community wants to learn more, wants to experience the community sense and that passion, well, what advice would you give them? Um, especially if you don't want to jump into a land immediately. <laughs> um, I think I personally, I personally think that um, being I, I'm somebody who um, call me old fashioned. I mean, I'm only 23, but whatever. Um, but like, I very, I'm very much somebody who needs, who wants to have verbal communication with others. So mm-hmm. uh, for me, I'm always kind of like a, I like to go out there and just do it sort of guy Mm -hmm. but um i think with other people uh you can you can experience a lot of it i think the rainbow i mean the rainbow six the rainbow six twitter is um disclaimer really interesting place uh in terms of some of the content you can find but Mm -hmm. also a very um i think you can i think you can get a lot of you can probably get some of that appreciation firsthand but i i would say um I don't know. There's a lot of people in the community who just do a lot of uh, honest work with mm-hmm. what they do. Um, if you ever like keeping tabs on what what's going on in the community, uh, Calvert Jacobs, a really nice guy. Um, yeah. He's. I think. I think he's outspoken. Probably one of those kind of like people. His podcast. Once again, his podcast with his podcast with Chowderhead Hammered is also really is um, mm-hmm. is really nice. Um, there's. You can even you can even kind of look at like someone like some somebody that I think is. Uh, very often mentioned but i don't think genuinely appreciated um is uh well genuinely appreciated for the level of for the level of sacrificing community she shares uh jenna um mm-hmm. anybody anybody in the sea scene mm-hmm. knows who jenna is mm-hmm. um outspoken liquid fan but um yep. jenna is uh is somebody that i have had the pleasure of meeting and she's i think to understand the level of sacrifice somebody would go to to learn an entirely new language mm-hmm. to be able to communicate with your favorite pro team uh for those mm-hmm. who don't for, for those uh who don't understand jenna is uh somebody who lives i believe on the west coast of the united states and she is a big fan of the team liquid team which is with team liquid rainbow Six Team, which is a brazilian team so mm-hmm. She does not. She did not know how to speak Portuguese, and if I remember correctly, she learned how to speak Portuguese so she can talk to, so she can be able to communicate with the team um, in their native language, which is that's which is phenomenal. Incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely incredible. It's, it's she is also probably one of the most positive people I've I've met in the scene. I've had I've had a lot of I've had a lot of conversations with with her, and I think she's she's a phenomenal she's a phenomenal figure in the scene. You you look at you look at people like you put, look at people like Jenna like 
caliber for the work they do. Um, Parker is Parker's also an incredibly outspoken person in the community. Mm-hmm. Intero, I don't think I need to. He needs no introduction. He's yeah. Intero Just Google is, that real fast, and you'll get everything you'll need real quick. <laughs> he's. Oh. He, I think he's one of the most um, outspoken. He's one of the most like honest people in this scene. And mm-hmm. I really, uh, you look, you look at, you look at how he talks and the passion that he gives specifically. And it's, mm-hmm. it's remarkable. There's, yeah, I think everybody, everybody you understand is kind of like a figure in this scene is really passion driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's, I, uh, I was going to say there's um, going back a little bit where you, talk about all these figureheads especially in that twitter sense and i think you know with siege in particular there are some negative aspects but it's all passion driven right and i think there's it's something important to highlight that yeah the sentiment or it might be a negative message but that doesn't mean there's passion and dedication behind it and i think that goes to even show that everyone cares right they might not portray it in a positive light but everyone cares so much and has that dedication dedication and ambition to the rainbow six siege scene in the esports um light that they want to see this game be extremely successful and be at the top of esports um although you know like you said there might be a little bit of drama here and there there might be some negative light um with some people in the scene that's still all passion driven and it just shows that everyone wants this to succeed so i think there is definitely you know important to highlight that you know just because it's bad doesn't mean it's bad altogether right there's still passion there's still really good means behind it uh it just might not come off the right way but there are a number of uh figures you can like you said in tarot and jenna that really embody the positive side of things and that everyone's working together um and all that i think also i know you've seen it um in the scenes that the pros are always constantly giving feedback with the community and to ubisoft to like hey you know we understand that and it is kind of hard in siege that there is a big divide behind between the pro scene and like the people that play just ranked or casual um but the the level of understanding is completely different right the way the game is played is completely different um, and that is a difficult, it's very hard to, to address, you know, how do you balance a game where you have community A, that's really big and community B, that's really big, and they play the game completely different, but yeah, it's the same game. Um, but yeah, there's so much passion in all of that. Well, you look, um, well, you look at how you look at how the Hop Reach podcast, Hop Reach, Hop Reach podcast, now Logic Bomb podcast, technically, mm-hmm. um, has even handled kind of like talking about that. You see mm-hmm. these community based, a lot of I think a lot of things in the siege are centered around the community and a lot of the big, a lot of the big stuff you can relate back to the community. Um, and those podcasts especially have like, there's, I think that a lot of people don't, a lot of people, um, you know, yearn for more transparency and, it's, and it's and exactly, it's exactly as you said, people are passionate, you know, you know, if, if it may come off as, you know, negative, if it may come off as negative, I think there are just a lot of people in this scene who just, who care about it. Like this exactly. is, exactly. it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's beyond, it's beyond, I think, just that they don't like it. It's, it's, it's that people care about this because I mean, six yeah. rainbow six has pulled, has pulled itself out from, mm-hmm. um, has pulled itself out from a, a uh, almost uh, horrific release from yeah. as that's mm-hmm. i think that's exactly. i think that's one of that's one of the more uh redeeming stories about it but you know mm-hmm. this is another part where people want to see this game succeed and it's on as as you said it's on the cusp of like tier one mm-hmm. the the esports the esports plans that have been laid out you know a lot of stuff that's been announced is is incredible and mm-hmm. i think people want it people just want to see it succeed because it's 
it's it's so much different than any other title out there it's exactly it's very um, unique in that perspective as well and also you said the the launch it was never meant to be an esports um game you know it was really meant to be more of a one-off you know the companies like okay how much money can we make and i mean there's plenty of those type those archetype of games out there that don't have much planned support for very long but then you see the community and like you said it, there's so much passion and dedication behind it that the community just like hey we're going to carry this game to be a tier one esport basically and now ubisoft and all the you know associated companies that work in the esports world are obviously giving the support to keep boosting it uh, but the community really did start it um, from its roots so I think that's something that's incredible right there. Um, so I think we've got time for one more quick topic. We talked a lot about passion and dedication in the Rainbow Six Siege community. Moving forward, if you could put emphasis on one particular aspect of that passion, what would you like to see improve or change a little bit to bolster the scene to the next level to become tier one? Uh, what would you like to see in the next year or two, so to say? I think... Um... I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's, if we're talking, if we're talking towards a community, um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the community wants to see a lot more uh, transparency mm -hmm. um, in terms of like changes that come from Ubisoft. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I don't play, I don't play, I don't play the game as, I don't play, I don't play the game as casually because um, I'm taking a lot of my time to just kind of like do design. But mm -hmm. um, I think transparency is something that it's not only the community's here and for but also the pros um because of uh because of it's just it's always it's always nice to know what's going it's always nice to know what's going on and mm -hmm. um i think if i think a lot of the a lot of the explanation can be um if you can if there's like if there's like decent explanation that comes off of it then um and kind of like and like kind of like foresight as to how um the community will i guess like perceive it yeah, then yeah. i mean transparency is always a good thing exactly and, i don't think you can ever be you can never do anything bad if you're being more transparent than you currently are with any aspect in any company in the entire world yeah but i think i think just it's transparency but i also i also wish that like Personally, sometimes I feel like I wish that the community, uh, especially with like whenever like big issues come around, like I know there's I know there's a big topic circulating right now in terms of like the hyena twit longer mm -hmm. stuff that came out. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think uh, I think the community itself should even have patience to a degree. Um, exactly. That's something I would. That's something I would probably wish in terms of like in terms of this is that because it's I don't think. I think as urgently as people want to see answers and people want to see uh, explanation, I think waiting, I think the ability to have patience is, yeah. um, is kind of like paramount for the community. Exactly. Because and I think, yeah, I think the, when, when we talk about passion and that kind of stuff, I don't mean to cut you off, but that was a good topic right there is that the community is so passionate that you know we, we touched on a little bit earlier that it can turn negative right i mean any kind of energy when it's fueled so much can obviously go you know towards a more positive side or towards a more negative side and sometimes especially when there's already a negative you know sentiment or a negative light being shed on the current scene that you know that's just naturally where the where everyone's going to funnel their energy and like you said having that patience i think will go a long way because there are answers out there but 
I'm sure there's so much red tape and legal stipulations. And especially in this time, usually companies can't say much because whatever they say, like you said, will just be torn apart, ripped to shreds and only the bad stuff will ever be the stuff that's carried through the community. Yeah. Well, I think patience, mm-hmm. patience is always a good virtue wherever you go. Um, <laughs> exactly. So just, you know, understanding that in time, everything, everything will, will be explained, but I mm-hmm. think, People just need to, you know, people need to, people need to wait, you know, just yeah. take a breath. It's- all right. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode. Um, Kander, thank you so much for joining us. I think today we really did show our viewers and hopefully even more viewers outside of the community that just about the passion in esports and that, you know, it's unbridled, it's uncontained, but look at Rainbow Six Siege, the community and the passion behind it. And I know I said that word probably a gajillion times, um, but it really is true. The passion took a game that wasn't meant for esports and turned it into what will probably be a tier one esport by the end of this year or early next year. Um, you know, well, besides the whole pandemic going on right now. Um, that obviously kind of puts everything slide back a little bit, but it's going to be very soon. Um, we all hope it, especially the ones that, you know, play the game as much as we do. So, Kander, go ahead, you know, plug yourself. Tell us where we can find your graphic work, where we can look at this, uh, you know, really interesting card designs um, and learn a little bit more. Keep us to date on your work. Yeah, so uh, you can you can check out a lot of my work uh, over on my – I'm most active on Twitter, so that's at KanderR6. Um, you can probably check out a lot of my other graphic work on uh, my Behance profile, which is just behance.com forward slash candor. Um, and then on top of that, I am working on a uh, Rainbow Six Siege uh, fantasy project with a good friend of mine who's the analyst of the Susquehanna Sonics, Jobro. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both working on Project Prisma. Uh, okay. If you ever want to keep, if you ever want to keep on tabs with that, that's a that's a little bit of a unique project we've got going on for ourselves. And uh, aside aside from that, I don't think a whole lot. Uh, oh, aside from aside from that, um, Okami, which is the uh, for those who don't know, Challenger League in North America. There's a team called Okami. Um, really great, really great five guys: uh, Kilo, Benji, Prompted, Flack. Um, just all, just all really, or, and Layman as well. Uh, really, yeah. really great people. Uh, we do. We are selling. We are selling merch. Um, Sweet. They're going. They're going to the Boston. They're going to the uh, AGN Boston LAN, and yeah. uh, that's one of the teams that I'm just doing graphics. I'm just doing graphics Sweet. with them, helping them get their platform out a little bit more. So, awesome! Yeah, I, I do know that everyone you worked with seems to have that boost in, um, you know, face value in esports is so important. Obviously, having exceptional graphic design skills help, you know, brings that to the next level. So, everyone, thank you for joining us. My name is Kyle. This is Kander. Um, like he just said, you can find all of his great stuff and everything that will be linked below in the description. Everyone have a fantastic rest of your day or night, wherever you are, whenever you listen to this. Stay healthy, stay happy in these current world conditions, and ultimately stay plugged in. Mm-hmm.